when I see the facts are the facts, right? This person has been given this amount of workload. I've been given this part of, uh, amount of workload. I don't want to put anyone down. Facts are facts. This is not fair. Please explain why this is happening. And that is, you know, again, asking questions sometimes makes a huge difference. Because when you find out, when you ask the question, there's not really an answer. That kind of reveals like, oh, okay, there's not really a reason. There should be a very clear reason why it was done. And if they don't have that, it's because most likely, you know, you're being discriminated against. Thank you so much for joining the Falling for Learning podcast. I am T.D. Flanagh, a National Board Certified Educator and Parent who is on a mission to ensure that parents have the strategies, resources, and skills needed to make sure that they know how to get their kids on track for learning and to stay on track for success. You know, here I got my tea. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) So, um... Today's about self-advocacy. So just going to be a hundred. There's some things going on. I'm not going to really be in the details with you about it. Like, you know, nitty gritty. But just to let you know that self-advocacy, when we're talking about learning, this is where we talk about applying our skills. Um, So self-advocacy could come in many different forms. One of the forms could be that you are just asking questions. You know, as a kid in school, I remember, uh, you know, math class specifically, people weren't asking questions. I was the only one who had questions. And sometimes their silence was really loud for me. Like, why does she have so many questions? So again, but I didn't even care. But I know that it's an issue for a lot of people. We're like, okay, when no one else is asking questions, I'm not going to ask questions. Maybe they'll think it's a dumb question. Maybe that's a problem. And I don't really care about that. I didn't care then because, you know, my perfectionism inside just was like, I got to know the answer. I got to get to it. But this is what you really need. Like, this is the reason that you learn how to read, write, do math, all this, because you can advocate for yourself. Right. You could advocate for your community. And one of them is just asking questions, because sometimes when you get asked questions, you find out information that is key in moving you forward. Right. And it also reveals inequity sometimes, inequitable treatment. And sometimes. Self-advocacy is just asking, not just asking a question, but then also just saying, you know what, this is too much. This is too much for me. And I feel like it is, uh, I'm not able to do it. This is an untenable situation. So that's sometimes that's the self-advocacy. And you could tell people and people are like, oh, well, you know, that, you know, don't think it's a big deal. And then, you know, again, using those writing skills. So you could speak it. 
Sometimes it's asking questions. It's pointing out something like speaking up. And then sometimes it is, okay, well, let me write it down because I have discovered that all these different things are happening that don't quite make any sense. Um, and, you know, obviously it's, uh, I'm a black woman and there are trends across the United States, across the country, across the district, um, across, um, you know, and, um, you know, even, where I work, you know, of people being treated unfairly. And I understand now, you know, it's been, you know, it's very rarely where people just say, you know, we don't have black people work here. We don't like black people. Like back in the day, people would say, okay, you know, we don't have the, the, the you know, in words, we don't hire them here, right? They don't say that anymore. Right. And a lot of times the people who are in the leadership positions don't even know that the people that they're work that are working for them are discriminating, are creating systems, are, are, are using favoritism. They don't know. And so you have to put things in writing and, and to let people know, like, no, there's a system here. You may specifically not be. um as a leader, may not be the person who is causing this to be this way or uh, green lighting it, but you have green lit a cis people that you trust. But then when you look at what they've done, the pattern is there where the, where it is consistently, you know, uh, problematic because it is targeting people, it's overloading people, it's treating people in a certain way. And then when you see that those people happen to look a certain way, that can kind of be that's in common. Those people are kind of getting run out or pushed out. Uh, then, you know, it's a systematic problem in that particular place. And again, I am very clear that a lot of times the leader doesn't know that. The leader does not know that the people that are in certain positions, right, because they have to delegate, are the ones that are setting a system in place that puts the place that they're in charge of in a negative light. So, you know, and that's really tricky because it's very easy if someone is being rude to you or being disrespectful to you and you're like, wait a minute. You know, very easy for you to speak up, put in a report, file formal grievances and grievances and all that. But when you are in the situation where people are kind of nice and friendly, then you have to really think about, you know, am I going to turn on someone's bad side or whatever? But the truth is that self-preservation is number one. Is the situation that I'm in untenable? Am I being treated unfairly? Yes, 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 yes. If that's the case, then you got to. You got to speak up for yourself, right? Because what's happening is people are going to judge you for your performance and what you're doing when you can see that you're overcharged, you're overworked. You cannot keep up with these demands that they've asked you to do. So you have to speak up for yourself. Otherwise, you're being treated as if, oh, you're just not that good at whatever. It's like, no, actually, I've been treated unfairly in this case. And so I'm going to speak up so that you understand, like, no, these this situation that you put me in doesn't make any sense, untenable. And then it also feels really bad because you have to look around and look at the people that you are working with and compare them. 
got to compare yourself. And so it makes it seems kind of snotty, like, oh, are you you comparing yourself to other people? You're being rude to other people or no. I'm pretty much, you know, I professional, I work with people professionally. But when I see the facts are the facts, right? This person has been given this amount of workload. I've been given this part of uh, amount of workload. I don't want to put anyone down. Facts are facts. This is not fair. Please explain why this is happening. And that is, you know, again, asking questions sometimes makes a huge difference. Because when you find out, when you ask the question, there's not really an answer. That kind of reveals like, oh, okay. There's not really a reason. There should be a very clear reason why it was done. And if they don't have that, it's because most likely, you know, you're being discriminated against. And it always, like I said, doesn't feel like, oh, we don't deal with N-words here. We don't do, it does not so in your face. People could be nice, smile at you, be very courteous and kind. And sometimes it comes in the form of a backhand compliment, meaning you're strong, you're so talented, you're so amazing, and we're going to give you all this work because, yeah, you can handle it. This person over here may not be able to handle it. It's maybe going to be difficult for them. It's maybe going to be hard. So we're going to give it to you because you're so strong and you're so. And I'm more in the case like, oh, no. Mm -mm. If you want to give me the poor reputation and just pay me the full time like this other person's getting, let's do it. This part time bottom shelf work for a full-time pay, by all means, right? I don't need this backhanded compliment of like, you're so good and so amazing and I'm gonna give you so much extra work. I don't need that. Who needs that? Please, give me a break. Give me a break. Oh, honey. Give me a break. <laughs> so it's very difficult and when you find yourself being treated nicely but at the same time being given a nasty load given overworked and uh gotta let them know uh-uh baby no ma'am <laughs> it's not funny though mm -hmm. i can't say it's funny but you know sometimes you laugh because it's like what are you gonna do cry and sometimes I would say, yes, yeah, sometimes cry. Because guess what? Some people are over there crying and they're feeling sympathy for them. And some of us just like have learned, okay, I'm just going to suck it up. No, I'm not. No, ma'am. So I'm just drinking my tea this evening, reflecting on self-care, Self-care is self-advocacy, speaking up for yourself. Again, comes in many forms. You got to write that letter. If you got to just say it verbally and sometimes asking questions. Sometimes people give you things to do. You don't even know how it's supposed to happen. Ask them, how is this supposed to happen? Because it's not clear to me. Not clear to me how you want this to be done. Um, when this is supposed to be done, how it's supposed to be done. I'd like to know. 
because, you know, a lot of times people delegate tasks. They don't know how long it takes. They don't know what it takes. What are the steps that are included in it? And they feel like, you know, but once you come up with those steps and all those things that need to be done, then you have to say, guess what? Look at all these steps that need to be done in order to get this done. Do you know that I have these other tasks that need to be done as well? Where's the priority? And and then when you realize you have to kind of look around and notice other people don't have the same amount of work and don't have the same task. And in some cases have complained and actually gotten a lightened workload. And guess who gets that workload? You. You get in the workload. Just to be clear, you don't want to get in the workload. So you got to speak up for yourself. They've spoken up for themselves. And so you got to speak up for yours. And a lot of times the people who don't speak up for themselves, I had a colleague who was telling me that she was raised, you know, not to snitch on people, not to, and maybe... Hello, parents and caregivers. Join us every Wednesday for our Well-Educated Wednesdays on Instagram Live from 5.30 to 6 o'clock. We will be getting your questions answered about how to get kids on track for learning and to stay on track for success. It's free and you can ask any question that you would like. We're here to serve you and to make sure that you have the tools and strategies needed to make sure your kids are a success. And you can make sure that next generation is on a path to greatness. Maybe that's part of some of the hesitancy or whatever, but, you know, I tend not to do like the really formal complaints, like, like, let me uh, bring in the EEOC on you. Let me bring in um, your supervisor, you know, your supervisor, supervisor, because I feel like most of the time I have a positive relationship with people. But again, you always have to just look yourself in the mirror and be like, no, if I'm going to be uncomfortable, you got to be uncomfortable, too. Right. It's just not about me being uncomfortable. You got to be uncomfortable, too. You have put me in a situation that is hard to handle, hard to deal with, that is affecting my family, that's affecting my health, that is affecting my peace. And so we got to talk about it. Just brushing it aside. And, you know, I really look at numbers. Look at the numbers. Does it make sense? Do you have a huge amount number larger than somebody else of something? If you do, okay, that's inequity. And if it's not, explain why it's not. And if you don't have the words for it, it's probably because it is. Get that evidence together. I do investigations myself. I ask questions, find out information. And I see, okay, I've collected the evidence. Yes, I absolutely am overwhelmed and feeling stress and feeling anxiety because I've absolutely been overloaded. And there's the facts. Fact number one, number two, number three, number four. There it is. What do you have to say? Because I'm nice, because I'm friendly, because I'm talented, because I am good at something. You are going to treat me like a robot? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
You're not treating me like a robot. Mm-mm. And you know what? Like I said, I put on my Instagram post yesterday for my ancestors. I am not going to suffer in silence. I am not going to have people, you know, uh, loading me up with extra work because somebody else is fragile. And that's what is what a lot of times it comes down to. You're strong. They're fragile. We're going to give you extra work. No, ma'am. No. You know, in my case, you know, I, I have some skills to help build capacity, but I'm not going to be anyone's robot. And you have to say that nicely. You have to say it professionally. You have to give them the statistics and the information to let them know it's not okay. And I definitely see a pattern, not just with myself, with other people. But I'm going to talk about myself first and point out all those ways. And then if I need to bring up other people, I will. If I need to report when nothing is done to support me, then I will. But I don't want to. That's not how I want to start. I just need, you know, supervisors to know that sometimes the um, negative attitudes or whatever are more like just underground. They're maybe they don't have a negative attitude, but they are for whatever reason treating people in in and supporting other people and like loading up other people and they think it's okay. It's really not. Um, but you know, if you've had this issue, it, again, I, this is falling in love with learning, falling for learning, um, the well-educated Wednesdays and to be well-educated is to be able to have the skills and capacity to speak up for yourself. Um, and, to know how to do it in a professional way, to know how to do it in a way that makes people pay attention, to gather the evidence and the information to show that this is actually happening, that this doesn't just happen for some people. Uh, you know, and a lot of people like to say, you know, oh, it's not just not because you're black or it's not because it's not on purpose. It doesn't matter if it's on purpose or not. If I accidentally cut off your toe, it doesn't matter if I did on accident. The toe is still off of there. You, this harm is still done. You know, so, you know, what can be done to help support? How can we, you know, stop the bleeding? How can we stop the harm? Because you are doing, you've done something to harm someone or the people that you have put in place have created a system which is inequitable and you really need to to, to pay attention to that. And that's something sometimes supervisors don't really realize. Well, I'm not like that, but if you are having people in this place that are, and sometimes we don't check that stuff. We just support, like we get along with our colleagues, we trust people. And then we realize like when someone really speaks up, like, dang, yeah, you are treating someone unfairly. You are doing things that don't make any sense. And so, you know, when someone is telling you something is untenable as a supervisor or a boss, you need to like pay attention. Like, is it really or is this person just complaining? I know like the first idea is like they're just complaining. But if you look. A lot of times they know exactly what they're talking about. And, you know, the more that we're quiet 
those of, the, of us who have this coming against us, right, being overloaded because of our excellence or whatever reason that they give, they give lots of reasons. Um, you have to think in terms of really thinking about, you know, I, I got to be protected. If I burn out, who's going to pay my bills? If I'm, if I, my health is gone, if, you know, these people aren't going to pay. So you've got to really protect yourself. You know, you're not going to pay anyone else's bills when they go sick and stuff. They can't pay you. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, you got to speak up for yourself. You got to, um, you got to really make sure that you are treated fairly. And when we're talking about interrupting systems, People really feel like stung by like an email or a letter that you send, but they really just need to look and, and reflect and, and really look at those numbers. Does that really make any sense that one person has this and another person has that? And you've kept piling on to someone where someone else who happens to be uh, Caucasian or, or different persuasion or whatever, they don't have those same challenges. They don't have people constantly piling onto them. And does that make sense? And why not? Why do you think that that was acceptable to do it to that person? Like really think about why things are being done and really interrupt those systems because they are in place. They're not on an accident. Um, and again, even if people aren't doing it on purpose, because I've seen lots of people because unfortunately they're operating in self-hatred. They're operating from um, a deficit mindset about themselves and the people that look like them. They will, um, unfortunately, sometimes be the people who are doing it, being the people who support other people doing that against people who look like them. And they will say, oh, it's not the, not black people, it's just that black person. But it's like, no, when you look at, there's trends. This is this black person. And sometimes you, if you actually like do a self-reflection and see like, okay, am I doing this? And you'll find a lot of times you are. You're being softer on somebody. You're being nicer to someone because they are a fragile person that doesn't look like you. So you'll be meaner or ruder to someone who looks like you, who's stronger, who could take it than someone who doesn't look like you, who <laughs> you think is more fragile and not able to take it. And I have been guilty of this in the past. So I know. I know. So, but, you know, I'm learning and growing. I'm falling for, you know, I represent falling for learning because, yes, that's I am falling in love with learning constantly. And that is learning some lessons. And those lessons are not always easy to learn. Sometimes it's hard. It don't feel good all the time. But it is true and it's necessary. Again, I'm T.D. Flanagh. Thank you for joining us on our Well-Educated Wednesdays. This was so important. For you guys uh, to hear and to know and, um, you know, I'm going to get drink my tea. I'm going to do my self-care. I'm going to still 
be working on my book. I'm still going to be doing my podcast. I'm going to keep on keeping on despite people trying to pile on on me. And that's the last thing I'm going to say. You know, sometimes when you are going for your goals and people think, oh, you're so amazing, whatever, whatever it is they think, you know, these backhanded compliments, whatever it is. <laughs> um, sometimes a pile on will stop you from advocating for yourself. I'm too busy to write a letter. I'm too busy. Please, please. Put that all that work aside that they gave you unjustly and write your letter. Advocate for yourself. That's part of the system. You too busy surviving for you to actually thrive. I'm all about the thrive. How do I get to my thrive? I get to my thrive because I self advocate. I do self care. Right. I educate myself. So, no, Mm-mm. you're not going to overwhelm me to the point where I'm not going to advocate for myself. I'm going to advocate for myself. I have rights. I've been reading about my rights. I've been reading about the history of people's rights being taken away. That's why I said all my ancestors. Uh-uh. I'm not going to suffer in silence. I can see this is discrimination, what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like. And I'm going to talk about it. All right. Have a good week. Thank you. Thank you again for joining the Falling for Learning podcast. I am T.D. Flanagan. We drop new episodes every Saturday at 5 p.m. Join us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at fall, the number four, learning. YouTube.com at fall for learning. You can also catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the major podcast platforms. And we appreciate you for joining us and making sure that you have the tools and resources to make sure your children are on track for learning and can stay on track for success. Have a great week. Thanks again. (music) 